Hey guys, welcome to the Team Train Life Change Podcast. On today's episode, Andy and I are talking about why we went on a break. All right, Andy, so... On this week's episode, we're gonna we're gonna hopefully you're gonna walk away crying, partially because <laughs> I just want to make you cry. Um, but, but, but try harder. <laughs> but we're gonna have a very real, raw. Not that we don't always, but we're gonna have a real, authentic, dig deep sort of conversation today about um, kind of a just a. I don't want to say a rough patch. Um, it was rough. It's okay. okay. We Absolutely, can call it. it was rough. It, it was it was rough for you. Um, it was rough as a friend watching. But but there were a lot of reasons why our one of our last episodes was the fall. Yeah. Um, one of those reasons, I'm going to be selfish and talking about myself for a second, was, as we've discussed before, new baby yes. in my life. Um, but right around the time that we did that, you were struggling with some things. I was in the hospital. You're in the <laughs> hospital. You're, you're in the hospital. So um, tell me what that's about. Yeah. Uh, all right. So just a full transparent episode is what will make this. Um, but there's a lot of good points that I think, uh, people can take and apply to their own life. But, uh, yeah. So essentially I can't even remember the timeline, the dates, but somewhere around like like October, October, November, somewhere in that area. Um, I went to the hospital because I had a mental breakdown and physical breakdown, um, just from stress, anxiety, trying to do too many things at once uh basically kind of my lifestyle caught up to me and you know people like my mom always told me for years like you need to slow down you need to make time for yourself you need to do this do that and I always just kind of brushed it under the rug and uh just you know looked at it as an excuse or being weak-minded if you do take a break and uh so we took a break uh took a break from work for the first time ever since I started working at age 16, um, took a break from fitness probably for the first time since I was 14 and, uh, took a break from girls. (laughs) (laughs) Still working on that break right now. (laughs) (laughs) What was the hardest part for you? (laughs) But yeah, just completely took a break, completely relaxed and unplugged and kind of got to the root of uh, what some of the underlying issues were that got me to that point, whereas I had always used one area of life to mask the other. Mm -hmm. Um, Then even since having this whole quarantine, it's really just kind of like put the stamp on everything that I kind of realized I needed to work on. Um, Then this enabled me, gifted me the time to actually you know, sit still and actually, uh, not do anything for a little while. So sure. It's been great. Um, but I'm very glad to be back now with a healthy balance and, and moving in the right direction. Um, but yeah, I I mean, essentially what happened is I got burned out. So I was just burning the candle at both ends. Uh, at the time I was, you know, we had one gym, we had opened the second, um, I was managing both gyms and had a real problem with delegating responsibility so that's kind of where it started sure uh the first issue that i kind of had to address was like 
why don't I trust anyone to do the things I do? And a lot of things, honestly, now looking back, things that people do better than myself. Right. Which is a common, which is a common thing among. Absolutely. You know, um, managers, business owners, et cetera. It's your baby. You want to, you want to protect it. You want to do every single thing, but uh, you limit yourself and where you can get by doing so because you're a human being with a limited capacity. So that was really probably the first realization um, that I came to was you can't do everything. Um, Second from that was uh, truly learning how to like compartmentalize life. So, you know, you have to have a separation between your career, your profession and who you are as a person. Um, That's way harder if you do something that you're extremely passionate about. If I wasn't passionate about finance and I had a a finance job where I went to a cubicle and worked nine to five every day. Then I clocked out at five, never had to think about that finance job and could just focus on my hobby and my friends and things on the weekends. It would be way easier to compartmentalize, but because everything that I do is so intertwined, fitness is my passion, my career and my hobby. It kind of is, there's a lot of uh, blurred lines there. So I had to learn how to separate myself from that you know, realizing like, hey, if if your career isn't going the way that you want it to, that doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Or if your fitness level isn't where you want it to be, that doesn't mean that you're not a good gym owner because you're not, you know, leading by example, like realizing that you have different areas of life and they're going to offset each other at different times. Right, right. Um, that, that just made me think of a story. Uh, a few years ago, I was on a bit of a coaching call with someone just discussing my business. This was about three years ago and just talking about growth, checking in with, you know, like where I was in the life cycle of my business. And this person was was saying to me, he said, you know, very much along the lines of what you were just saying of your job is not who you are. Yes. This is, this is a part of you. It's part of what you're passionate about, but you're, your your brother, your son, your right. husband. There's a your whole other self outside of career. Absolutely, <laughs> and I knew that, right? But that just kind of put things into focus. That oh yeah, <laughs> if if I'm not doing it for these things, then why am I doing it? Right. In a lot of uh, like times in the past, like mentors, bosses, people that I really looked up to, I would see them compartmentalizing, unplugging, not being available, and I'd look at it as like man, is this person lazy? Like what, what's the deal? But now I realize like, that's what you have to do so that you can be more productive. Sure. Um, that my productivity is through the roof right now, now that I have a healthy balance of, okay, I, there's time for fun. There's time for business. There's time for friends. There's time for all these things. And one thing that's really helped me is whenever I'm allocating my time to whatever that task is, I'm 100% on that task at hand rather than being 50% at everything at all times. Sure. So it's, it's made me a lot better. And another thing is like having a circle of people who audit me now 24 seven, you know, I've given authority to certain people in my life to say, Hey, when you see me start to trickle off into those habit loops again, like not literally slap me, but I'm I'm, I'm offended that I haven't been given this authority to slap you. All right. You have the authority now. Yes. Um, you were you were busy with a baby, so I figured I wouldn't burden you. But by doing so, you know, I have people who will let me know, and you have to be completely open-minded to feedback 
so that you don't slip in. Like I always discounted my mom's advice of you're doing too much because I felt like we came from different career backgrounds and different generations to where I was like, oh, well, she just doesn't understand. And like every other time in life, mom's right. Like you look back <laughs> on it, you're like, okay. And, uh, did you, but, did you have to tell her that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, she's the one who drove me to the hospital. Yeah. So, so. Uh, after that whole thing, you know, we had some serious sit down talks. Sure. Uh, so, of course, I admitted my fault. <laughs> um, um, well, I'll let you finish up. But I have a follow up question. I'm ready for your okay, question. Okay, cool. So, so what was that moment? Because um, I assume that there was a moment, <laughs> like you weren't just thinking, well, maybe I should go to the hospital. I'm sure there was a moment yeah. where like it just kind of clicked like, hey, I, I'm way off. Well, like, it slowly started to kind of like reveal itself. Um, I didn't sleep for about 45 days. Whew. And not, not like, in the sense of like I tossed and turned, like m- my eyes didn't close for more than a few seconds. Like it was miserable. And uh, I couldn't really figure out why I was taking melatonin. Um, I had gone to the doctor at one point and got prescribed Ambien, and Ambien had no effect on me. And the doctor's like, well, we don't have anything stronger. Wow. So I knew that something was wrong. I was just trying to figure it out on my own one day at a time. And, um, you know, I started to lose weight rapidly. I was uh, at one point, and I was also still training for a triathlon throughout this whole thing, <laughs> which I did on day like number 35 of no sleep. Oh my gosh. Did a triathlon, which was completely crazy and very dangerous. Um, almost drowned a couple times. <laughs> it wow. was not, it was not a smart decision, but I was very headstrong and I looked at it as, Hey, maybe this is going to be the turning point in this. Right. Um, which it wasn't because 10 days later or so I landed myself in the hospital. But anyway, so my my physical health was starting to portray, hey, like there's a serious issue going on. Um, I lost about 20 pounds. So I weighed in, in uh, whenever I, on race day, I weighed 155 pounds. Wow. I normally walk around at 175. Right now I'm at 185, heaviest I've ever been. I guess that means I'm happy. Um, <laughs> so the rapid weight loss started was a very um, – kind of a red flag yeah so i went to the doctor started getting some blood work done they thought i had like hyperactive thyroid and all these things they thought it was um, something deeper yeah they thought it was something or cancer or something like something crazy right and uh when all of that came back negative and they're like you're one of the healthiest panels we've done now this is after not sleeping for a month which should instantly shoot up your blood sugar levels, your rest and heart rate should be higher. Like a ton of like health indicators should be off, yet they're still telling me like, you're one of the healthiest people we've seen. How many gym memberships did you sell? With <laughs> no, 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 I was not in sales mode, what, I'll be what, honest. What's your secret? <laughs> With all of that, I'm like, and it was really frustrating because I was looking at the doctors like, you don't understand. Like nobody could really understand yeah. what I, I didn't understand what I was going through. And so it kept pointing towards, like, you're healthy, you're just stressed, you just got to kind of, like, suck it up, you know? And um, at one point, one of the doctors was like, hey, maybe you need some medication for this, and I just, it wasn't for me. I just didn't want to go down that path. So um, I just kept brushing under the rug, under the rug, and uh, one day I was actually vacuuming the gym uh, over in Daphne after a, uh, an 8.30 a.m. class. And I just started having these crazy chest pains. Like I thought that I might be having a heart attack. And uh, so I laid down on the floor for a little while, 
got up. It wasn't any better. Um, so I called my mom and said, hey, I need I need you to drive me. And she did, and that's whenever I got admitted. And, uh, again, ran all the blood work, everything. Same answer. The doctor's like, look, you're, you're healthy. He was like, I know exactly what this is because he had actually um, – had some similar issues whenever he was in the military and he was trying to transition back to like civilian life and was going, had a lot of the, a lot of similar uh, symptoms. So he was like, dude, you have to a re he said, well, tell me a little bit about your lifestyle. So I told him, you know, what's a, what's a normal day look like for you? I told him and he looked at me, he goes, and you're, you're 27 or actually, no, I was 26 at the time. He's like, you're 26. And I was like, yeah, he was like, if you don't change your lifestyle, you're going to be the healthiest person to die in their 50s. <laughs> Plain as day. And I was like, you know, coming from a mindset of like, I wake up every day and prioritize my health. To hear that, I'm like, what in the world? Right. And uh, he's like, you've got you've to restructure. You've got to delegate some tasks. And you also have to work on stress management. Like, you've chosen a high-stress kind of career path and lifestyle which is okay plenty of people do but you've done zero work on self uh like self-care to counteract that he's like it's okay to live that life but you have to do it and he correlated he said it's kind of like it's okay to put your body through strenuous tests in physical fitness but you have to put proper nutrition in it you have to recover properly you have to be hydrated and you have to stretch all these things he's like you're basically just doing the work part without any of the the after work Wow. And uh, that was the big eye-opener moment of like, okay. And that's that's where kind of the process to healing started. You know, the very – as soon as I got out of the hospital, I kind of changed the company structure, um, started delegating a ton of tasks, uh, started taking time to actually like sit and be still and meditate and take walks and just, just things that I needed to do for me. Um, and started to compartmentalize my life and realize like, okay, you're, you are a person outside of your career. Right. You know, and a big part of it was realizing like by the career choice, by the kind of the path, the things that we're trying to create, you know, I, I have to live a very visible life, but it's also important to have a very, um, private life as well. That is not in front of, of other people's eyeballs. So that was a huge thing for me as well. Um, that just made me think of, we've talked about Gary V before and I, and I love Gary V. I, I try to avoid bringing him up because I feel like everybody does. Um, <laughs> it's all right. That's my boy. But, but one of the things that I really appreciate about him is he's this, he's this very public figure and he'll even himself bring up it. And I think he said this here in Mobile when he was here, how much do you know about my private life? Yeah. You've never seen his family. Right. Intentionally. Yeah, that's a huge thing um, is is having a layer of separation mm-hmm. because you cannot be available 24-7. Absolutely. I mean, it will kill I've you. I've tried it before. I mean, I <laughs> used to respond to business Facebook messages at 11 p.m. at night and at 4.30 a.m. Like, yeah. that's just not the way to live. You know, now whenever I wake up in the morning, I don't touch my phone for 30, 45 minutes it's just self-time to read, reflect, do devotions, things of that nature. Whereas eight months ago, I couldn't, like, I would be itching to get to whatever the, the situation might sure. be, whatever yeah. needs responding. And that's how we've been conditioned. Absolutely. I mean, whether it's going through school or just, yep. 
especially especially with how fast things turn around online and get pushed out and whatever we are programmed to produce 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 right so it's no wonder that we're doing that in our daily lives and trying to do as much as possible single-handedly one of the best things i did was turn off notifications on social media yeah yeah you mean uh, just on your phone yeah on my phone okay yeah again no notifications so i check it at certain times of the day where it'll get a response but outside of that i'm not Uh, then i also time block email now good so i respond at certain times check it at certain times otherwise it's it's staying in the background yeah no and i think that's smart and we've talked about this uh, especially during this quarantine life and having to focus on ourselves versus hey we can't we can only do so much when it comes to the business side of our lives right now um but social media like that that stuff that distracts us from what is not only is it taking up time but it's distracting us and being loud and it's affecting mental health it's affecting yeah. how, how are we reacting and responding to the day before us um yeah. and those notifications i mean that's that's it's I, such a simple change i feel like i had recovered from this whole situation um of 2019 early 2020 of where i was at uh, before quarantine, but I feel like quarantine put the final like seal on that chapter because any other time in life I had used different areas of life to compensate for another. If I had gone through a bad breakup, I would double down on work, start a new business, whatever. Distract yourself. To distract myself. Yeah. If work was going, wasn't going well, if I had a ton of problems, then I would use that relationship to lean on. Uh, then if both of those were going bad at the same time, like I always had fitness to kind of get that out of my system. And uh, quarantine was the first time where I didn't use one area as a crutch to compensate for the other. So it taught me how to kind of literally deal internally with an issue rather than just reallocating focus, like actually self-assessing and saying, okay, like what are some things that you need to address? So, I mean, it helped me a ton, but I could say like now being out of quarantine, I feel better than I've ever felt in my life. Right. And I, I truly do every single day. Right. And coming back to that, that self-care aspect, that was something that I did some work in South Dakota for a few years, and that was something that they stressed to us over and over and over again was you have to take care of yourself or you can't help other people. You can't yep. serve other people. Can't pour from an empty cup. Exactly. And and so it was easy to just kind of brush that aside and whatever. The last year or so, and we've had a lot of discussions on this, especially as you were going through this um, back in the fall, gosh, like how, how much it's been highlighted that you have to yeah. take care of yourself and whether that's physical or mentally or whatever, it's all it's all the same. It's all you know, it needs to like be in it's sync, all interconnected. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And you have to you have to plan for longevity. Anybody can do anything for a season, but if you look at the true greats, like that have longevity of their career, whether I mean, I always correlate to athletes like Michael Jordan or LeBron. Like, look at what they're doing off the court versus what they're doing on the court like it's insane like lebron james spends a couple million dollars a year on his body mm-hmm. so that he can perform the way he does not just for this season but he's trying to have one of the longest careers in nba history so whenever i think about it from like an entrepreneurial standpoint 
you know, what are things in systems, processes, habits, routines that I can put in place that are going to keep me healthy mentally and physically for a long amount of time so that I can outlast the competition. And really the biggest thing that I realized from, uh, I, re- I think I kind of came up with this realization whenever I was recovering from the hospital visit and everything was, uh, you know, health is your greatest asset and it does not matter how much money you make in your lifetime if you don't have your health. Absolutely. Like someone who's lying on their deathbed would pay, would empty out their account for the sake of being healthy again. You know what I mean? And it's the truth. I mean, you could, you can make a bazillion dollars and if you're bedridden, you're not going to enjoy it. Right. You know what I mean? You're not going to be able to experience things with your loved ones that you've worked so hard your whole life to do. So it really put a perspective uh, check on me of like, okay, you cannot just focus on that. And also I'll never trade precious life or health or anything for money this point moving forward because I realize it's not worth it if I can't enjoy it. Health is your greatest asset. Right, right. Um, well, before we wrap this up, I, usually we end with the, with a lesson. Um, I feel like there were a lot of nuggets that people could pull from. Is, is, is there is there anything that you just kind of want to sum up or encourage people to do? Yeah, um, <laughs> there's so much. Focus on having fun. You know, if you're not having fun, you get one freaking life, dude. Yeah. If you're not having fun, and there's there are times where you're going to do things that are not fun. Every day I do something that's not fun, right? But you have to look at it from a macro level. And if you're not tracking in the direction towards fun, make some changes because you will end up burnt out. You will end up sad. Hopefully you don't end up in the hospital right. and correct it before that. But like, if you're not thoroughly enjoying every day of this precious life on a macro level, you know, you're going to have bad days. I'm still going to have bad days. We're going to have bad days. Um, but if you're not, you, you have to look at it from a 10,000 foot view. And if you're not headed the direction that you feel happy about, proud about, excited about start making some changes um because if you don't do that proactively well, let me say this it's far easier to make proactive changes than reactive yeah. it's far easier to restructure an organization before you burn out um than it is to do it on zero notice no training instantly overnight you have to make changes right it may sting but it's not going to hurt as bad exactly so focus on fun happiness and you know make a bazillion dollars i'm not saying don't don't focus on business right because that's fun too (laughs) that's fun too you can't buy happiness but i've never seen anybody frowning on a jet ski (laughs) we'll leave it with that (laughs) well we're very grateful that you are doing better and um Thank you for sharing your story. And Absolutely. if you're listening to this and you're going through something or you feel on the verge of burnout, um, mentally, physically, whatever, spiritually, um, take care of yourself. Take a moment, take a breath, say a prayer, wh- whatever you need to do, and just focus on some of that self-care. And reach out to us. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning into the Team Train Life Change podcast. Look, we thrive off of your feedback. 
If you love the show, let us know. If you didn't love the show, let us know how we could do a better job. And most importantly, make sure that you are subscribed to the show. We're on iTunes for all Apple users, and we're on Simplecast for any other device. It is also very important that you leave us a review on our show that actually has words in the description because those are the only ones that count. Thanks.